Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were <gasps> yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. is let's talk about myths baby i'm back yet again with another mini myth this is a timely episode i introduced this guy last week he's super famous and he also fits into my spooky scary october plan as we are about to take a trip into the underworld mini myth orpheus eurydice and the importance of following underworld instructions. Today's story revolves around a young man by the name of Orpheus. Now, there are a number of options as to who to credit as his parents. I'm going to choose the most exciting and not bother you with the rest. Orpheus' parents were the god Apollo, god of music and medicine, and twin to the goddess Artemis. And his mother was the muse Calliope muse of epic poetry and probably the most famous and important of all the muses. Plus a character in Grey's Anatomy, a character whose middle name is also from Greek mythology, which always makes me happy, even though I never liked her character all that much. Anyway, those are Orpheus's parents, which makes him an important young man when it comes to music and eloquence and epic poetry. Apollo taught him to play the lyre, and he became known for his voice and his musical talents. We're told that his playing was so beautiful that the breezes stopped to listen, which is just fucking lovely. Orpheus grew up in the town of Pimplea, which isn't really important in the greater scheme of things, but 
is a name that I didn't think should be left out of anyone's vocabulary. Pimplea. Imagine being a prepubescent teenager living in Pimplea. <sighs> I love it. Now, of course, Orpheus was also involved in the adventure and journey of the Argonauts, but it's not his most well-known story. Nope, his story involves the death of his wife, an oak nymph named Eurydice. On their wedding day, Eurydice was walking through a field of tall grass when she was attacked by a satyr. Now, a satyr is a creature that hangs around Dionysus, which means that drunkenness is typically involved. They have some horse qualities, ears and a tail and sometimes horse legs. And as Wikipedia tells it, they have permanent, exaggerated erections. And let me just tell you, there is a plate from around 500 BCE that pictures a satyr. And that satyr is dancing around holding a pipe with a fully erect penis. But that's not all. He also has a pipe case hanging from said penis. So, you know, that's what satyrs are all about. So when a story says that a woman was attacked by a satyr, I think we can all understand that this was attempted rape. Because seriously, just Google this plate. Or satyrs in general. Eurydice was attacked by this rapist satyr, and in her attempt to get away from him, she fell into a pit of vipers and was bit and died. And if that isn't a dark and disturbing way to go, I don't know what is. Ugh. I have a thing about snakes. I'm basically Indiana. Orpheus was so overcome with grief over the death of his wife, and on their goddamn wedding day, no less, that his mournful music was so emotional that all the nymphs and gods wept at the sound. They all felt for him and advised him to travel to the underworld and speak with Hades and Persephone directly. He sang to the king and queen of the underworld about his grief and his love for Eurydice. And seriously, Orpheus was a singer like no other. He sang so beautifully and so emotionally that Cerberus, the three-headed dog of the underworld, cousin of Fluffy, picked up his ears to listen. Granted, he had six ears to pick up, so that's important. It was all so beautiful and touching that Hades and Persephone agreed to let Eurydice leave. Now, this is basically unheard of. I mean, she died. They're letting her come back to life just because they felt so much pity for Orpheus. It's a big fucking deal. So, they told him, Eurydice can leave the underworld, but there's one condition. Orpheus must walk in front of her, guiding her, but not looking back, until they're both free of the underworld and they're safely on land of the living. They leave immediately, with Eurydice following Orpheus as they walk the endless roads of the underworld. Finally, after a long journey, with Orpheus looking ahead, holding the hand of his wife that had been dead the last time he'd seen her, his wife that he'd missed so much that he'd moved everyone to tears, and they reached the threshold to the underworld. And Orpheus was so excited, so anxious to see his wife alive, that as soon as he passes the threshold and he's on the other side in the land of the living, he turns around to see his wife for the first time. But of course, the condition had been that they both must have reached the other side. They both must have been in the land of the living before Orpheus looked at her. And so the minute he turns around and looks, 
She becomes ghost-like. She loses her substance, and she falls back into the underworld. On the banks of the river Styx, Orpheus pleads endlessly with the fairy Mancharon, but he won't bring him back to the underworld, so he can't ask for the favor a second time. Finally, he gives up and just wanders the wilderness. He doesn't go back to civilization because he knows that people would actually die if they heard his music. It was so sad. But the wilderness he wandered was also frequented by maenads. You remember maenads, those frenzied followers of Dionysus. A group of maenads found Orpheus, and in their frenzy, they thought he was an enemy. They tore him to pieces. And his severed head and his lyre still lamented the loss of Eurydice, even as they floated down a river to the sea. But you know, upside, he ended up in the underworld, and so Orpheus and Eurydice were never separated again. And I guess we just hope that if you're torn to pieces when you die, you're put together whole again when you end up in the underworld. Otherwise, Eurydice spent eternity with a singing severed head. Thank you all so much for listening. This episode was recorded in the early morning hours because I frankly forgot to do it, but had this one planned and really had to go along with it. So it's early morning voice with a cup of coffee in hand. Uh, Spilling said coffee on the papers in front of me. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back with funny episodes in the future, I promise. I'm Liv. I love this shit. It's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. The, that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. Were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.